0: What's happening, everybody? Is the NCAA dead man walking with the SEC and Big Ted coming together? Also, we'll catch up with Alabama linebacker Chris Braswell. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, we're going to catch up with Alabama outside linebacker Chris Braswell, but first, more on the SEC and Big Ten coming together. And so, let's dive into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots
1: out to the right. Makes the
0: Around the conference. Yeah, we kind of talked about this on yesterday's show, but some more details kind of uh, coming out in what exactly is going to happen here. The SEC and Big Ten committing uh, to the college football playoff for the long haul. Uh, That may be in jeopardy if some big issues are not rectified. Speaking with Yahoo Sports yesterday, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. They express their doubts concerning their respective league's commitment to the CFP and its governance uh, if they struggle to iron out details surrounding the future format of the playoffs. The current college football uh, playoff contract expires after the 2025 college football season, so conferences would theoretically be free to explore other postseason options if they do not reach an extension. Now, Greg Sankey saying yesterday, he said, yes, we're committed for now, but we've got a lot to get right. The commitment is we want to see this get right. We have the reality of meeting to deal with CFP governance with the 2026 season and beyond as a highly important issue. So the previous model they agreed to remember had six auto bids for the six highest ranked conference championships, uh, champions, and then six at large berths. And that was all expected to be amended in January, but that amendment was never finalized. According to Yahoo Sports, uh, Petiti pitched expanding the playoff from 12 teams to maybe 14 or 16 with multiple automatic qualifiers for some of the major conferences. So like the SEC guarantee is guaranteed two, the Big Ten's guaranteed two, and so on and so forth. Uh, the College Football Playoff Management Committee, which includes Sankey and Patiti, along with FBS commissioners, Notre Dame AD, Jack Swarbrick, They are uh, meeting again today. They met yesterday in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to go over a lot of these topics. And, of course, this comes on the heels of just last week. The SEC and the Big Ten, who are forecasted to only pull further away from the rest of the FBS conferences from a revenue standpoint, they formed that advisory group to, as Greg Sankey said, address the significant challenges facing college athletics. Uh, It was perceived as a coded threat to the NCAA that, hey, we're the two wealthiest conferences. We could go in our own direction if the governing body overseeing college athletics fails to tackle a lot of the key issues facing the sport, like uh, transfer portal, name, image, and likeness, so on and so forth. So uh, as of this coming season, the SEC and the Big Ten will boast a combined 34 schools. Of course, that's 16 in the SEC, 18 for the Big Ten, and overwhelmingly – account for some of college football's biggest premier brands and so uh this is just another domino to fall here meaning to discuss the future of the college football playoff uh, sec and big 10 hold a lot of the cards here from ross dellinger of yahoo sports last night he said they are expected to formally approve the format changes to the expanded playoff in light of the pac 12 disbanding and that'll move to what's called a five plus seven format That'll feature five automatic qualifying spots for the biggest conference champs, and then seven at-large spots for the next highest ranked teams. So again, it was previously six plus six, now it'll be five plus seven, and they are also expected to adopt a policy requiring a league to have at least eight members to be eligible to earn an automatic qual- automatic qualifying spot in the playoff. If you remember, you know Pac-12 was going to try to stay together with just two teams, well, that won't work you don't get an automatic bid doing that so the big 10 the sec like we said arguably eight of the top 10 most valuable brands in the sport are going to urge for the distribution model to further skew towards them as they knew power to as delinger says a term widely used to describe college football's behemoth leagues um yeah look a lot of people thinking that sec and big 10 kind of laying the groundwork here to, to say if the nca ain't getting this done well we're out of the NCA. We're taking our ball and going home, and we're going to just play SEC versus Big Ten, and we'll both expand a little bit more. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, he was on with Cole Kublick and Greg McElroy on Jocks FM yesterday, and Feinbaum said this. He said, I think this is an inflection point in the history of college sports where the two leagues that have the most, uh, that have most of the power, uh, almost all the power, have decided to join hands and start collectively making important decisions. He says, as opposed to sitting back and allowing the NCAA office or somebody on the West Coast who really has little voice, I think it's significant because there's a major shift where the relationship has been between the two leagues. Feinbaum went, went on to talk about Greg Sankey and Tony Petiti coming together because they had a previous relationship. He said, I think they looked at each other and said, we have all the power in this sport. On the football field and almost every other sport, why don't we try to figure some things out together because it's too late to let everyone else make these decisions or try to make these decisions for us. I think ultimately nobody's making these decisions and that's why they've come together. Uh, Lastly on this, Greg McElroy, in the same segment with Feinbaum said, uh, you know, how fast could this pull away? What, what's stopping the SEC and the Big 10 from saying, yeah, we're just gonna go start our own playoff. And you guys can battle for that CFP trophy all you want. We're, we're gonna start our own thing and then we're going to crown a champion from the 34-member institutions that are under our umbrella, and if you're out, so be it. Uh, Feinbaum said that is something every other league and major program outside of the SEC and Big Ten has to fear. He said, why can't they pick and choose a few more schools to make it even more legitimate than it already is? That's where I think the ACC has to be shivering right now because they're in court right now fighting Florida State. You have to believe Clemson, North Carolina, and others are going, hey, do we really want to get stuck in this boat or do we want to get out? Let's call the SEC. Let's call the Big Ten. Let's go jump ship. Um, so, going to be fascinating. A- again, this is uh, – this very well could be the start of the domino to fall where we see the SEC and Big Ten separate from the NCAA and say we're just going to go play each other in, uh, in all the sports and everybody else, see you later. Um NCA, man, back is against the wall. You guys got to get this right, but again, the dominoes to follow the college football playoff as well. SEC and Big Ten kind of hold all the power here. Kudos to them for getting together. All right, a couple other nuggets here. Over at Missouri, their athletic program announced Monday a historic gift to support renovations to Memorial Stadium and the Tiger Fund Program. It's the largest, largest gift received by Mizzou Athletics in the history of the school for $62 million. From an anonymous donor. Now, 50 million of that will go to modernize Memorial Stadium. Uh, their AD said that the remaining 12 million will go toward the charitable program through the Tiger Scholarship Fund that benefits Mizzou student athletes, i.e., kind of NIL stuff. But the 62 million dollar commitment is more than double Mizzou Athletics' prior record gift received back in 2012. Their uh, AD said, this extraordinary commitment is a major step toward fulfilling our vision to transform Memorial Stadium and create the best college football game day atmosphere in the country. Of course, uh, the rest of that money will go towards valuable resources for Mizzou's 550 student-athletes and uh, help them out. So really uh, a, a huge number there. And who's the anonymous donor? $62 million. Good Lord. Uh, one other note here over Georgia, quarterback Carson Beck, talking with uh, Aaron Murray on a video for the Georgia Collective, asked about his decision to forego the NFL draft and come back and play another year at Georgia. He said, I hadn't been able to play in so long. to have the opportunity to go out and play the game I love again, and you never know what's going to happen if you do leave and you make that decision to go to the draft and do all the things. What do I have to lose? Come back and let's do it all over again. Uh, Carson Beck said his decision also makes it difficult to know. He'll be the starter after he uh, went into last season not knowing – about that call until two weeks before the start of the year. He said, how do I work even harder than I ever have before? How do I still maintain that hunger even coming off a season where I thought that I did pretty well? Well, he said it's about fighting complacency and finding that leadership role and uh, Carson back going to be one of those guys and Georgia is going to be the better of it of uh, with him coming back for another season. All right, thank you guys for making Lockdown SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, some more tidbits going on around the conference. We've got some recruiting nuggets and much more. Uh, all that coming your way in just a second. Well, first, us, I to you of this episode presented to you by friends over at FanDuel. It is Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, look, Super Bowl Sunday is all about having fun with friends, whether you're on your couch or watching a game at a buddy's place, enjoying all your favorite football snacks. You're going to be placing some big bets as well. And that's where FanDuel's got you covered. Uh, so many different ways to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, They got the lines, all of that for you. If you like Kansas Kansas City as the underdog, still sitting as the underdog up there, FanDuel, you could jump on the Chiefs to beat the Niners straight up. And, of course, a reminder, our new customers over at FanDuel, you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just go to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And uh, let's get started. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and of course, uh, they got all the action up there for you on this Super Sunday right there at FanDuel. Go check them out again: FanDuel.com/slash locked on. All right, roll along here, locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Going back tomorrow on the show, we'll have some more of our great interviews with a lot of the former SEC players we caught up with at the Senior Bowl just last week. We'll have our conversation with Chris Braswell from Alabama coming up in just a few minutes. But first, we want to continue on with our tidbits going on around the conference, as we typically do. Next up, we stop stop off over at Ole Miss. As Monday, the Rebels landed a commitment from Juco wide receiver Janoris Hobson. Played last year at Northwest Community College over there in Mississippi. Did sign with Mississippi State out of high school, but spent a spring and a season at Mississippi State where he was redshirted before he transferred out to Northwest Community College. He will have three seasons of eligibility remaining. Last year, he had 37 catches for 463 yards and four touchdowns. He's 5'11", 175 pounds, was uh, recruited to Ole Miss by George McDonald, and, uh, not clear how many other commitments, uh, or rather if his commitment affects the recruitment of his younger brother, Jacorby. Uh, but he said, um, I told 24-7 Sports, I would say none at all. I don't have anything to do with him, uh, what he has going on. Whatever he does is based on his decision. Whatever I do is on my decision. Uh, hopefully, I would hope we want to do something, but it's completely out of each other's control when it comes down to what we do. So... Uh, this happens sometimes. Teams will take the older brother on to get the younger brother or vice versa. Uh, think back to LSU years ago. They wanted Leonard Fournette and also offered Leonard Fournette kind of uh, to take care of the brother, have them there. So uh, we'll see what happens here. But Janoris Hobson, obviously productive last year at the community college level. See if he plays a factor at all Miss this coming season. Over at uh, LSU, Brian Kelly reshuffling some things on his staff. The latest move, they're going to part ways with John Jancic, who was LSU's defensive line coach last year. Uh, Wilson Alexander of the Advocate there in Baton Rouge, reporting Jancic no longer a member of the staff. If you remember, Brian Kelly let four of his defensive coaches go last month. They did retain John Jancic, but that was only for a couple of weeks. His role changed uh, when Jimmy Lindsay was away from the team dealing with health issue. Jancic jumped in and, and helped out, but uh, at LSU, he was elevated to special teams coordinator and outside linebackers coach in the spring and uh, did serve as a defensive analyst the year prior. But uh, they'll be moving on, so we'll see where John chance ends up. He's been in a number of different SEC stops throughout the years. Over Kentucky, they got a commitment from a future wide receiver in the class of 2025, uh, Quentin Simmons Jr., six foot tall, 175 pounds. Had a, a number of offers, but uh, even with the departure of Liam Cohen, the OC who just left for the NFL to go to the Tampa Bay Bucks, they pick up Quentin Simmons Jr. Uh, cornerback Terry Nichols, who was a signee in this year's class, uh, he is a teammate of Quentin Simmons. So he's a multi sport athlete, runs uh, track and field, rated as a four star prospect in the 24 7 composite, the number 30 wide receiver and the number 10 recruit from the state of Ohio in the class of 2025. So that is the second commitment for Kentucky in that class, joining quarterback Stone Saunders. All right, other tidbits going on. Over at the uh, Senior Bowl, of course, uh, Bo Nix, former Auburn quarterback, now Oregon quarterback. He is uh, coming off a strong week at the Reese's Senior Bowl. So did uh, Spencer Rattler among the a lot of the other SEC guys, but Matt Miller at ESPN putting out his first two-round mock draft following the Senior Bowl, and he's got 17 SEC stars in his grouping, including 11 SEC players to go in the first round. Uh, The notables he's got, he's got Malik Neighbors from LSU going fifth overall, Uh, Jaden Daniels from LSU going in the top four. He also has Bama DB Terrian Arnold going eighth. Bama linebacker Dallas Turner going 11th. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers going 14th. And the rest of the first round, he's got Ennis Rakestraw Brian Thomas, Amarius Mims, Kool-Aid McKinstry, J.C. Latham, and Darius Robinson. Uh, also has Bo Nix going 12th overall to the Denver Broncos. So uh, pretty cool there to see so much SEC talent projected to go in the first round. And like we said, 17 SEC players projected to go in the first two rounds of this year's draft. Over at Alabama, Kaitlin DeBoer reportedly bringing in a familiar face to T-Town. Football Scoop reporting that Washington co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach William Inge is set to join DeBoer's staff. He's expected to coach up the Alabama linebackers. Inge turned 50 in December, has several decades of coaching experience. Familiarity with DeBoer worked with him. Uh, Or also worked with uh, Kane Womack as well when they were all at Indiana together. So a lot of familiarity there. So rounding out the staff. A few other Bama Nuggets here. Former Alabama OC Bill O'Brien, who signed on to be Ohio State's offensive coordinator just a couple weeks ago. According to the Boston Herald, Bill O'Brien in advanced talks to become the new head coach at Boston College. Uh, Rich Thompson writing that the two sides are down to discussing minor details So we'll see if Bill O'Brien ends up jumping ship that quickly, going to be the O.C. at Ohio State, and now rumors he could go be the head coach at Boston College. kind of funny because the same thing kind of happened with Ryan Grubb from Washington. He comes over from Washington to be the O.C. at Bama, and then rumblings that maybe the Seahawks could steal him away and all this kind of stuff. So um, never is a dull moment in the world of college football. One other note here, Alabama... Former Alabama standout Vinny Sanceri is expected to join Washington's new coaching staff. Bruce Feldman reporting that the Huskies are going to add the former Crimson Tide safety. So, Vinny Sanceri, a name very familiar there with Tide fans. And a couple of SEC hoops nuggets here. South Carolina, been one of the hottest teams in college basketball. They were finally rewarded on Monday, jumping into the AP Top 25. They came in at number 15 in the poll. Tennessee led the SEC at ranked 6th. Auburn was 12th, Alabama 16th, Kentucky 17th, and uh, the Gamecocks. They upset Kentucky last week when they were ranked number six, but uh, they were sitting at basically like number 26, like they were just on the outside of the top 25 looking in, but this week they get in there, so congrats to the Gamecocks. Uh, Joe Lunardi has nine SEC teams making the NCAA tournament, in his latest Bracketology. Uh, Nearly half of those teams are on the bubble watch, though. He has Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Florida – all in the last four buys section on the bubble. Uh, He has Tennessee as a two seed, Bama as a three seed, and Auburn as a four seed. And so that would leave Kentucky and South Carolina as the other SEC teams getting in. And uh, also Monday, the SEC named their Players of the Week. uh, Auburn, big man Johnny Broom, he averaged 15 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and four blocks last week with wins over Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. And then Kentucky freshman guard Rob Dillingham, uh, last week averaged 27 points against Florida and Tennessee. He's the fourth different UK freshman to receive SEC freshman of the honors, uh, freshman of the week honors this season. So Cal playing a lot of good freshmen and getting good play from them. By the by the way, Johnny Broom uh, recorded his 55th career double double for Auburn. So congrats to those guys. There you have it. You were all caught up with everything going on around the conference coming up next it is going to be our conversation with alabama linebacker chris braswell from the senior bulls he gets ready to take his game to the next level that's coming your way in just a sec first i want to remind you guys passion drive and patience is what brings home the winning trophy it's also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors they got everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance they got roof racks exhaust kits led headlights superchargers uh, all of that and more, whether you're in speed, power, or style, eBay Motors, they've got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for, and with that eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need for all the prices that you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. One more time, it's ebaymotors.com. All right, we're along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Of course, covering your team uh, every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, just last week at the Senior Bowl, we were able to catch up with a number of SEC guys uh, leaving the SEC and taking their talents to the next level, heading to the NFL. One of those guys was Alabama outside linebacker Chris Braswell. Got to sit down with the, or stand up really with him a couple of days ago at the Senior Bowl. So we figured we'd bring you that guys that conversation. Uh, Talked about Nick Saban's announcement and much more. Here was our conversation with Chris Braswell. Be catching up with a lot of the SEC guys here at the Senior Bowl and catching up with Chris Braswell, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I want to talk about you. I want to talk about the season you had. I want to talk about all this. But I got to start with frigging Nick Saban. What, what in the world uh, takes the world by storm and announces he's retired? How selfish of him. I'm just kidding. But, like, we were all shocked.
1: Yeah, I was. You know, I was shocked as well. Um, didn't think he was going to retire. Thought he was going to coach uh, till the wheels fell off. You know. But ultimately, I'm happy for him. You know, he's, he's put in a lot of great work in and coached a lot of great guys, put a lot of guys into the league, developed a lot of guys on and off the field. So ultimately, you know, I'm happy for him that he retired. You know, I hope he enjoys his life, but I know he's still going to be around football for sure.
0: I know the guys, you know, he had a team meeting and he said he decided a few minutes before, before he told them, but how did you find out? We talked to Justin Oboigby. It's like the rest of you guys
1: that are already moving on. Y'all were all kind of finding out like we were. Yeah. You know, I, Found out on Twitter and ESP and I honestly thought it was fake. So I had to call kind of call around and kind of confirm to see if it was real and it was real. It's kind of cool though that you'll be that that last class, that
0: last uh, team that, that Nick Saban ever coached. He's gonna go down as the GOAT, and you were part of that.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely a blessing to be able to be coached last by the GOAT. And you know? I definitely will cherish the moments and remember all of the times that he yelled at me, told me I did good, you know. Just everything overall with Coach Saban, it was a blessing plan for him.
0: It's funny, I've been reading a lot of the mock drafts and draft preparation and all this, and Dallas is getting his roses, and Dallas had an awesome career and an awesome year and all this, but I'm also going... I forget about Chris Braswell now. This guy, you you were just as impactful throughout the year and and the sack totals and all that. But talk a little bit about your season and, and how
1: it played out for you. Well, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to play uh, as a full-time starter this past year and uh, took full advantage of that opportunity. You know, coming to the season, I was telling myself that I have this opportunity in front of me and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to execute it. And, you know, I'm also going to get everything that I can out this season and uh, also, on top of that, you know, you know, help my teammates out and, you know, ultimately get to the main goal, which was the natty, which we fell short, but we still was able to accomplish a lot of goals.
0: What was that game like out there against Michigan? I mean, look, they go on to win the national championship, but that environment just seemed, it seemed rocking, perfect weather, all that kind of stuff. It was just, to come up that short, it just, I'm sure, probably still sticks in y'all's minds.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, we played a great Michigan team. Uh, it was a lot of great competition on the field. Um, The atmosphere at the Rose Bowl was, uh, it was was phenomenal. One of the best atmospheres that I ever played in my career.
0: i talk a little bit about uh, this defense this year. And you guys obviously had a lot of big pieces back with Kool-Aid and Malachi and all these different guys. Was there a certain point in the season where everything started clicking you said, we got a special group here?
1: Yeah, you know, I, 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 we always knew that we had a uh, special group, you know, even before the Texas loss and everything like that. We kind of knew that coming into camp, you know, just the way how guys are executing and flying around to the ball, we felt like we were very special from the beginning.
0: It did feel like, though, that Texas loss kind of reset everything. Is that kind of what it, like, in the locker room you guys kind
1: of, hey, everything we want to play for is still ahead of us. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of, you know, after the Texas and also the, uh, after the uh, USF game, we kind of had a coming, coming moment and, 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 and we wanted to, you know, execute. Talking with Chris Braswell,
0: as you go through everything here this week with Senior Bowl, what do you hear in the, the aspects of your game that you need to kind of work on or, or pros and cons of your game getting ready for the next level?
1: Uh, just everything, you know, uh, can never be great, you know. You always, there's always room for improvement, so, you know, I just want to go out there and improve every aspect of my game, whether it's something I feel like I'm good at, bad at, or whatever the may, case may be. I also want to go out there and, you know, pick coaches' brains and, you know, want them to be able to tell me of something that they see that I'm doing wrong.
0: I'm close over there with the, uh, the, the team in Houston, and Will Anderson, Jr., quite a, quite a nice season as a rookie year for him. Did you? How much did you watch what Will
1: was doing, and, and how happy were you guys to see the, the kind of season he had as a rookie? Yeah, you know, I was definitely uh, happy for Will. You know, that's my guy. Uh, definitely watched a lot of his NFL games, uh, watched his tape and everything like that, seeing how well he was, throwing those games and everything. I ultimately was happy for him. He won, a, he won a playoff game as a rookie already. It's crazy. It's phenomenal. You know, he, that, that guy has, has, has that burning mentality. Did it, it, in Tuscaloosa where, I mean, obviously you guys
0: on Sunday, it's kind of day you, you're looking back on the game from Saturday, but like I got to think there's some folks over there watching the Houston, Texas now with D'Amico Ryans there and all the, yeah. all the former Alabama guys, Toa Toa, yeah. Christian Harris, all these dudes.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's probably, a, a now it is a very big fan base of probably in Tuscaloosa, Texan fans now, you know, that might continue to grow and or it might turn to another team, you know, we got a lot of Bama guys that get drafted to the same team each and every year. We'll see where Chris Braswell ends up. I saw Texans GM out there uh, earlier today. Uh,
0: talk a little bit about this Alabama team. Um, Kalen DeBoer, what did you think of the hire, and what are you hearing from your teammates and how excited they are to get going for next season?
1: Um, I'm hearing that he was a great hire. Uh, a lot of the guys on the team, they love him, uh, love his uh, coaching style, uh, love that he's you know, young and bringing a different aspect to the game.
0: It's to, it, it, the the tough part is like no matter who you hire, it's it's gonna be a tough situation because you're replacing the goat, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know it's, it's it's definitely gonna be hard, but I feel like he can do get the job done. You know, I don't think Alabama would hire anybody that they thought that couldn't do it.
0: Seems like though they have a good foundation of leaders coming back from Jalen to Malachi to Deontay. All these guys announced that they're coming back. That's gonna help the transition,
1: right? Yeah, you know uh, we got a great amount of leaders that's coming back uh, at Alabama, uh, and at the end of the day too is. The Bama standard still remains at Bama, so I don't think anything will change. When you talk about the
0: Bama standard, what's, what's a regular practice like under Nick Saban, or what was it like? I mean, from what I've heard, very regimented, very, I mean, everything is planned out.
1: Yeah, you know, everything is uh, planned out. Uh, you know, we are a very organized organization. Uh, everything is organized. Everything is on time. And, uh, you know, it was definitely hard practices, but ultimately, you know, it sets you up to be in positions like I am and a lot of my other teammates are, and future, and, and future guys that are in that particular as well.
0: Chris, what's he going to do now? He's he's, he's not going to be content fishing and stuff. Like he's going to have
1: to be doing something. Now nah, I feel like Coach Saban still going to be around the game, you know. He's going to have an office in the stadium which I heard uh, I'm quite sure he's going to be at practice. Uh I don't think I think he's going to be at spring like I, I'm not sure, but I know he's going to be around the game of football. Yeah, you won't be able to keep him away. He'll he'll be No, nah, he nah, you, you won't be able to keep him away, you know the love and the drive that he have for the game. Uh I don't think he's going to be- Get away from him! Yeah,
0: he'll go stir crazy. He'll be telling Miss Terry, "I got to go do something." Uh, <laughs> one more for you, Chris
1: Braswell. Looking back at your time in in Tuscaloosa, what are you gonna miss most? Uh, just going out there, running on the field, and seeing 100,000 fans, you know, cheering on for you and the crowd and the environment, uh, road Tide and shout out to all the Alabama fans out there.
0: And the red lights flashing, Dixieland delight playing. I mean, I got that gets y'all fired up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It gets every everybody fired up, especially the defensive guys. Chris, best of luck at the next level, man, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, thanks again to Chris Braswell of Alabama. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. Shout-out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show. We'll be talking uh, all about uh, more of the SEC-Big Ten partnership and what's going on there. Did they come to a resolution with the college football playoff and the future there? Uh, So check that out. Also, uh, go make your second listen. Check out uh, Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. First-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's called Locked on Sports Today. Just search that on YouTube. You'll find it streaming 24-7 with all the latest news going on around the sports world. Locked on Sports Today on YouTube. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked on SEC. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.